Blog Talk Radio. Class is in. It's time for Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp. Sit back, relax, learn, and listen. Pick up the phone and get involved in the conversation. 858-357-9137. Listen and learn who you are. Learn the true history of how society was physically built. Learn the history of who you really are. Learn the history of your people. It's Breaking Chains and History Talk with Dr. Lavert Kemp every Tuesday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio, leaving a mark that can't be erased by breaking the chains of silence through history. Being brought to you by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Good evening. Good evening to each and every one. As we go through a period of time where we have ample time to study our history, it is my prayer that we will listen closely. And I also would just like to say, as I proceed with uh, my uh, history teaching uh, on the origin of man out of Africa, uh, and even mainly getting into the biblical perspective of the African-American or the African face in the Holy Bible, uh, I would like to just tell you, do your own research. I will give you the information, and just don't take what I don't take what I, I'm just saying. Look up, take your time and look it up because these are facts that I'm giving to you, and uh, I would I would just uh, tell you to to research it because it would make you have pride in yourself. We like this thing of pride because. I watched just the other night, and I watched the history of the Bible, and I believe the only person I saw they showed was black was Samson. And knowing that there were no uh, Caucasians in the Bible at that time that they showed showed that Egypt, uh, Ethiopia, and all the rest of the area were black or people of color, but for some reason they only show whites and that is to make you have low self-esteem when you figure you have no part in the bible and we just want to want to want to i every <clears throat> excuse me every every evening that i've been coming on i try to give you a refresher because those who are just just tuning in i want you to know where all of this starts from all of this starts from we know about the garden of eden but I'm going to go further back than saying the Garden of Eden. I'm going further back to the creation of man, the origin of man. And we're going to look back at, at, at the beginning, what I started off on the first night, talking about anthropology, the study of man, and uh, and then just, just do a little archaeology and, and look at things and find out where, where do we fit in? Why, where do we fit in? with the uh the thing about anthropology where where do i fit in where do blacks fit in about the study of man were we apes did we evolve from being apes to man and that have been refuted by archaeologists and anthropologists and and i'd like to start off by just saying you know just tracing uh dna and others back we could find that uh, there was a lady called Lucy, and they found fossils what they call Australopithecus. 
and and it for raising the forensic okay fossil, the skeleton was found in Ethiopia in nineteen and seventy four. And not simply because her upending and over understanding of the process, the evolution, but also because it became household name. She was found by Donald Johnson, Johansson, excuse me, and Tom Gray, who was looking for rocks. And this says that Lucy was about 3.18 million years of age. And they noticed that they found the pelvis. And the pelvis refused Darwin because the pelvis was not that of a monkey that walked uh, bent over with the uh, arms touching the ground, but walked upright. It was the pelvis of a, of a, of a human that, like we have today in contemporary humans. Also, we're going to look at Louis Leakey and his wife, Mary Leakey, in uh, February the 6th, in 1913, and, Dece- and, and then in December 1966, was a British uh, philanthropist, a pepologist, who discovered the first fossil, proconsul skull, which is extinct, which is an ape, which is now believed to be the ancestor to the human. But now, listen what they say. Also, they discovered a robust uh, they part, most of this came from what you call the Odiva Guards in Tanzania, in East Africa, and several archaeological, anthropological fossils of an ancestors were found there, and they were human. While excavating the Odiva Guards in Africa in '60, in 1960, Louis Leakey found several artifacts. They found that back then that man was capable of making different weapons, and they had arrowheads, and this was going back millions of years. Now, when you look back on it, it takes it back to 2.3, and that's Australopithecus, is like 3.18 million. Yes, and then you have Zenzanthropus. Now, Zenzanthropus, you have to understand, dealing when you're dealing with Zenzanthropus, Zenzanthropus uh, go back uh, at least 2.7 million years. Uh, and then when you look up, when they say Zenzanthropy, Zenzanthropy simply means Northeast Africa. Zenzanthropy. You can look these terms up. And and you could look up Professor Leakey, and that's why I, I was laughing when I thought about everything. If we say we're African American, what? How should a white person or a Caucasian say, "I'm African, European, and American"? Because we all came from there. But I'm gonna have some very important information on this. You know. Now, in tr- if we trace back the DNA of uh, maternal heritage, the mitochondrial DNA within our cells, all humans have the theoretical common ancestor. Every one of us have a theoretical ancestor. This woman known as mitochondria Eve, 
lived between 100 to 200,000 years ago in South Africa. She was not the first human, but very, but every other female lineage eventually had no female offspring, failing to pass on the mitochondrial DNA, which they only found loses. As a result, all humans today can trace their mitochondrial DNA back to not Lucy, but Eve. Within her DNA and that of her peers exists all the genetic variation we see in contemporary humans. Since Eve time, different populations of humans have drifted apart genetically, forming distinct ethnic groups all over the continent. Now, I want to say this, and I want to say this. Now, that was a man about 315 B.C., 315 years before Christ, that they found in South Africa is the closest relative yet known to humanity with common, the common to the female ancestry of mitochondrial Eve. He was a fisherman along the coast of Southern Africa with a close genetic match to Eve. St. Helen Bay in South Africa is where he they found his skeletal remains. The archaeologist was Andrew Smith at the university, and they did the DNA at the University of Cape Town. 50, he was about 50, was the first ancient uh, human from the sub-Saharan, the cradle of our humanity, which they call the cradle of civilization. Sub-Saharan Africa, right below Ethiopia and Kenya, not in the jungle part, but Sub-Saharan Africa. That's where we all came from. Now, I also want to make a statement, and this is a very profound statement. I was just shocked that I did my research, and in my research, I researched, and I was wondering, well, if we all came to Africa, why there are blacks, all blacks uh, 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 in Africa, why they are dark-skinned in Africa, and why whites live in Europe if whites left, and it was called a section, they said, out of Africa, and people began to leave and go abroad. And they said that when Africans got up and, and moved up to Europe, Europe into colder climates, they went through uh, mutation. And if you know what a mutation is, a mutation means that it's not pure, that it goes through this change. We also know what albino is. We know what albino, black, there are black people who have children that come out white, blonde hair, but most of the time they have a, a, a curly. But you this they have the no skin pigmentation uh, uh melanin in their skin, and that's the same thing with white uh or Caucasian they like melanin and they they are a mutation they are not a pure uh color a pure race that's why when you have uh children for uh, if you ever notice that you have you're dominant and you're regressive. 
if a kid is born by a black father or a black mother, that kid and the father is white with a black woman, and even if the male is black and the female is white, the child always going to come out with the dominant gene. And the dominant genes is not a recessive gene. The recessive gene will be your white genes. That's why they're always going to end up being uh, African-Americans are either they're going to be not uh, a white person. And I just want to say, too, to us, those that are listening, there are more people of color in the world than that they are Caucasian or from European countries. All you have to do is think about China as the largest continent. The next largest is India, and the next largest is Africa. The next is South, when you start counting South America and America, and you do that, you'll find out that people of color uh, make more, there are more people of color than any other race or nationality in the world make up people of color that uh, that Caucasians um, make up least of the population than anyone else. Now, I, I spoke on that, and the reason I'm speaking on that, because I want you to know that mankind didn't come from Asia. Mankind didn't originate from Europe. When they go to find the oldest fossils of humankind, and the Bible called it Adam or Adam, which means mankind, you go look for it in sub-Saharan Africa. In Africa, you could find fossils of human beings that walk upright millions of years. And so that, that refuse. And I just want to say I've always never agreed with Darwin with his theory of evolution because I, 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 there are zoos. Uh, we have a zoo here in Baton Rouge. There's the largest zoo in New Orleans, uh, Ottoman Zoo. We have the Baton Rouge Zoo. But I've never seen in many, many years, I've never seen a monkey turn into uh, a human. We, we, we talk about how over time, over a process of time, but it never did. They don't do it. So Darwin, I don't believe what Darwin has to say one bit about that. I, I totally disagree. And as I begin to look at things, I begin to study even further because I, I wanted to know for myself, why I had these things trying to figure out why are all te- television Bible characters are white? Why are all pictures of Bible characters such as angels and disciples and the prophets and kings are always white? Do we have anything, do blacks have anything to do with the Bible? Why are some blacks call the Bible a white man's book? And this is what I'm trying. I, I did my my thesis, and there were some questions I wanted to answer in my thesis. And I began to do a lot of research, and I, I started I started off thinking about in Genesis when God said that He He said that let us make man, and then but He goes on further and He says and He formed man from the dust of the earth. I've never seen white dust. I've never seen white dirt. I've seen red dirt. I've seen grayish brown dirt, but I have never seen white dirt. 
So I begin to think about it, and so unless they uh, bleach the dirt. And now I, I, I continue to begin to look at these different things that I, I, I thought about as I looked over and then I start reading the Bible and the Bible start talking about the Garden of Eden. And it started talking when it dealt with the Garden of Eden, it was saying about the Hedekia and the and they talked about the Gion and the Pishon and talked about how the, how the Gion and Webster Dictionaries is, is now called the Nile, talking about it in Compos, Ethiopia. And, and, and it talks about the Pishon. And, and what they were saying, the land of Havilah, and Havilah is the sons of Ethiopia. And if you look up the name Havilah, you'll find that name synonymous with Ethiopia. Used for the, the land of Cush, Ethiopia. And the word Cush means burnt face. And that, that, that was talking about the color of the people of that land, call them burnt face. They even call Egypt real name, but people call Kemet. And it doesn't mean black black dirt. It means the people mean black. Kemet mean a Kim mean black. You can look it up for yourself. Now, they say where the Garden of Eden was located, if you notice, they give some rivers. But now these very rivers that they give, uh, the Nile does not run through Asia. But the Nile runs right in North Africa. I, as I, I started researching it, and it was talking about the land of Sheba. And I talk about Kushiba and Havilah. And, and it talks about, about in the region is so-called Dejabute, or Somalia land. And it talks about how the name of the second river is the Gion. This is the Nile, and the same that it encompassed the whole land of Ethiopia. Now we find that it was possible for the Pishon and the Gion to flow from Africa continent all the way over to the other because we know that that was a flood and that the landmass could have been separated from the flood. There have been seen a rift. If you go through anthropology and different other things, looking at, at geology rather than anthropology, as you look at geology, you'll find out that that way the Red Sea is that those parts touch. If you look at where the Mediterranean is separated, Africa from different parts of the European continent, you can see it fits like a puzzle. But now I, I, I truly believe that they, that they were hooked together. I do not believe that the Hidika River is the Tigris River. They have the name of the Euphrates. And I would I would I would submit to you today that that because the Hidika River was supposed to run east and west, and it does not. Today, the Tigris River runs north and south. So I, I, I've seen some different things in there, and they, they put everything in around the Euphrates. And we, they, they say Euphrates, uh, they want to say that's the land where everything comes from. But no, theoretically, the Bible really do starts off in different areas from Egypt. And knowing one thing we have to look at, too, 
if the Garden of Eden had every animal, every reptile, every insect, it could not be in the side of one state. It had to be larger than something larger than Texas and larger than if you would take Texas and Alaska put together for the start off just with the people. But it had to be a warm climate because certain animals you do not find in cold weather. Now, I want you to understand this, too. As I begin to study, I, 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 I thought about as I begin to look into the Bible, I wanted to know, and I, I looked up different names that I was, we were talking about in the book how they were talking about the different people who had the dark skin, the, the people. They talk about, here it is, they, when you go to it, they say Noah at the floor, he had sons. Shem, Ham, and Jephthah, and there was his, and did three had wives, and then you had Noah and his wife, which meant eight. Well, they said that Ham is the father of Africa. They say Shem is the father of the Shemites, uh, of the Shemitic people, of the children of Israel, or the Hebrews. And then you had Jephthah, which is the father of the white race. Now, if you pay close attention to it, I want you to, to pay close attention when it goes to talk about Jephthah and they get in that um, that 10th chapter talking about Jephthah in your Bible. If you have a Bible, you can look it up. And in that 10th chapter of Genesis, it talks about the seed of Jephthah. And the reason I'm going to Jephthah right now because it starts off, and the reason I want you to get get to know this, and I ask those who are listening, if you have your Bible, to underline this in Genesis, the 10th chapter, and starting at verse 1, because, and I'm going to stop at verse 3, because 1 verse, 10 chapter 1 and 2, 3, is because I want you to underline a name, because you're going to hear, you hear that name even today, and though these are people that's in the Holy Land, that says that they are Israelites and are not. And now I want to show you something, because to be an Israelite, you have to come off the lineage of Shem. Now, I want you to pay close attention, and this is how it reads. Now, these are the generations of Noah, Shem, Ham, and Jephthah. And unto them was sons born after the flood. The sons of Jephthah, Gomer, and Magog, and Medea and Javan and Tubal and Misha and Tyrus. And the sons of Gomer were Eskenized. You can underline that word Eskenized. That is one of the largest group of people who inhabit the Holy Land right now. Uh, they call themselves Eskenized Jews, which there is no such thing as an Eskenized Jew. There is no such thing as an Eskenized Jew because you have to come off the lineage of Shem, not off the lineage of Jephthah. The other large group of people that's in the Holy Land even today are not real Israelites or so-called Jews. They are so-called Jews. So they're Jews and they're not. They're serfdom. They're from serfdom. They're they are really from Spain, the area around Spain today, and Portuguese. 
They are not. That's where they're from. And then you have the Khazar that come from north of Turkey. They're in the land. They have no Israelite blood in them. The covenant was made with Israel. The term Jew is is, is, is a term that comes from Yehuda, Alada, in, in the Hebrew and the Greek. Yeah, Alada, L-O-U-D-A-I, Lada. And in the, in the Hebrew, it was Yehuda because there's no such thing as a J. Now, there are people that say that they are, but to be a, to be a, call yourself a Jew, you could just take up the religion or practice what they practice and call yourself one. That's what they are. They are not the bloodline. The bloodline of true Israelites are not white. And I'm going to prove this to you. In my report, and not my report, but in my thesis to get my master's, I did some re- research. And one of the research I did was in the World Mark of Nations. And in the World Mark of Nations, I found out through research, looking up who were over where Abraham came from. Now, the Bible talks about even if you read your Bible, and you go into your Bible, and you're going to find out that they call a place called Nimrod, where Nimrod was, was in the 11th chapter of the book of Genesis, they said that Nimrod was a mighty hunter before God. Excuse me, that's in your tent. But it was a mighty hunter before God. Now, when they built the Tower of Babel, there was building. That's where the place around the area where Abraham came from, which was called or the Chaldees of Manasseh in that area, or the Chaldees. But now, you have to understand that Nimrod was called a mighty hunter before the Lord, and the area in which Shem resided in was called Land of Nimrod. And I'm about to put a shocker, and you can look this up if you want to. I was Googling and, and, and searching, and I wanted to know what color was the Sumerians or, or the people that was in that area where Abraham come from about 500 years. And I found out that, and then I wanted, what color were they? And it said that the people were chocolate. And they had short, stooped nose. That means that mean a short, fat nose. Some had straight hair, some had curly, like sheep. And if you ever look at the Syrians, uh, out of Babylonia, the Assyrians, uh, 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 what, what that was, uh, hammerable. All you see is like the kids way the day they have with the little twitted up hair and plaited up beard, curly beard and curly up hair. The people were of African descent. They looked like what we look today. It, it's all written before us, but the problem with with us was after we were brought here to America and Many white scholars have written about it, but we don't pick the books up to find it out because uh, I, I've, I've, okay, I want to say it this way. I've always been very inquisitive. Inquiring minds want to know, why is this that way? I've always asked questions. I would like to know. 
and I was inquiring, and after I do, after I inquire and I study, and then I come analytical, and I'm going, well, if the people were chocolate, that's darker than myself. And that's where the uh, Abraham came from. And I, I wanted to know why would Abraham come from there? If he came from there, well, what color was he if that's the area he came from? If he came from the land of Nimrod, what color was he if he came from Sumer? And then I researched the world modern nation further. And it said that it was an Ethiopian civilization. Media, media, media nights. It's all right before us. It's, it's always been right before our eyes. Abraham met a person, the first person in the Bible, the first high priest in the Bible, name was Melchizedek. He was the high priest of Salem. That meant he was a Canaanite. Evidently, he knew God because Abraham paid tithes to Melchizedek when he went and rescued his nephew Lot from what it was four or five kings they captured, separated. Now, now, when you look at these things, you wonder, like, well, wait a minute, I'm, I'm, I'm. My eyes are beginning to open up. I'm beginning to pay closely to attention to things because even, and, and, and you know, as, as we look at it, you'll find out that all of this stuff points to you. How did I say you are that man? You remember when David uh, committed adultery with Bathsheba and King Nathan went and told him, about and he said uh, the man should surely die. Well, the question was asked. The question I asked you today to tell you, not tell you today, but the Bible is talking about you. You are that man, okay? You are the man that the Bible is talking about. You are the very person who the Lord started His people with. You are Hebrews. You are a black race of people, black Hebrews. Now I want you, I want you, I want you to get this because I really uh, want you to pick up on this. I, I really, really want you to pick up on this. I was reading about the black man in the Old Testament, and I thought something, and I knew this. I had thought of this within my uh, within my my thesis. You know, it said the King James Version was complete and presented to uh, King in 1611. Now, now notice this is going into slavery. That presentation speech praised the King, gave him full credit for having seen the need, such as work and, and presenting according to their speech. Now, I want you to understand this. Another point in evidence uh, the desire of the English translators to make scripture better understood among English speaking people can be noted in the title often conferred. Now, 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 first of all, the people are called lords. 
uh, the children of Israel don't call people Lord. It's, it's God. You know, this custom was very definitely not Hebrew. It wasn't a Hebrew custom. No student of Hebrew religion or culture can conceive of hearing an ancient uh, Hebrew addressing a man by the same name that he addressed God. Nobody would do that. Not one Hebrew would call somebody Lord. You know, you got you heard a movie, The Lord of the Ring. You have to understand that. Now, I want you to understand who wrote, who, who had the Bible interpreted. Now, I want you to listen at this. No student of Hebrew religion, culture, or conceived hearing an ancient Hebrew addressing a man by the same name he addressed God. A man of the ancient Judaism was a man, prophet, priest, king, rabbi, uh, maverick, miracle worker, never Lord. Read the word Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The word should not be Lord. This has to be a special adaptation so that feudal English uh, England would be able to appreciate the position and the power the man understood the reference. Unfortunately, indeed, it has been for black people in the English-speaking world in particular and the Western world in general. The King James translation did not employ the Bible text, the term Cush, which should be in the Bible, you don't see Cush, or the English equivalent Greek word Ethiopia. If they had done so, then English Bible would present a clear picture of the people involved. 17th century English was very similar with the black man from South Saharan Africa. The Greeks had been there. They knew. The Roman had planted there. They knew. And the Muslim long since, they knew about the black man's land. They knew about Ethiopia. They knew about Egypt. But King James left it out. He called the Sudanese people Negroes. Now, I want now it's important that we understand who wrote this, who, who, who wrote some of the things in the Bible that you're supposed to be subservient to your master. Now, he, he, he was involved in slave trade, so or call somebody law. You don't call no man law. Now, I want you to understand this because I want you to understand exactly about the writing of the Bible by King James and his interpretation may not always be the correct one that we're gonna that that's gonna use to uh, show us the the truth because the same people that interpreted that scripture some of the things he did use to denigrate blacks to make us seem to be servants. And we have to listen to it closely. See, the Holy Scripture in the English tongue, amen, amen, they declared that they had given the English-speaking people what they precisely what they want in simplicity. But at the same time, slave trade had begun. And they had to show and keep what they needed. And that was to keep the Negroes, who they would call slaves, 
out of it and said that we should be servants. They took different terms out of the Bible, like Ethiopia, all these terms should be in the Bible. Egypt, Ethiopia. Uh, they depicted the, the Ethiopian as not being black, but as being uh, uh, almost white, and that's not so. You have brown-skinned Ethiopians. You have Africans of all. If you ever take a, a, a trip to Africa, you'll find out all Africans do not look alike. There are a variety of Africans. Some Ethiopians are real dark. Some of them are light. Some Israelites are light-skinned. Some are dark. And that that's, that's how uh, African-Americans um, are today. But a lot of us are mixed. But during that time, we have to understand that from where we came. And I, 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 I was just more than adamant to say that throughout the time of Israel, and I want, want to stipulate this very highly, in chapter 11, you're going to find that the children of Shem stayed in what we call now Iraq, Saudi Arabia, and all in that area in Turkey and Assyria, Syria and Assyria. But the children of Jephthah went into Europe. Now, I want you to understand that they left out the Bible around the 11th chapter of the book of Genesis. Look at it. Read it. Please do so. Caucasian left out the Bible in the book of Genesis, not to return until about four or 500 years before Christ, with the coming, amen, of Alexander the Great. That's when they marched back into the Bible. Before then, they had nothing to do with the Old Testament from Abraham all the way past David. They didn't come back until Malachi and definitely, well, Malachi and some other kind, and Micah. Now, I want you to see the Hermetic race and language and civilization, archaeological discoveries of rocks, written annals, and ancient cuneiform records have conclusively demonstrated that the Hamitic Negro were the early cells of Ur. The African Ethiopian Empire had for ages dominated Ur. Now, this is where Abraham came from, Ur the Chaldees. Chaldeans were a mixture of Semite and Hamite. Others are a pure African Ethiopian breed and Hamitic race. Those who were mixed and strong, as strong, what they call Negro teachers. That's, this is what it says in the Mark of World Mark of Nation. The early Semites and Hamites possessed deep, dark skin, woolly African hair. Yellow and white hair found among the ancient Semite Hebrew was feared and socially shy. If you want to look at it about, about the hair color and if you had the white hair, you use a different color. In Leviticus, the 13th chapter, verse 16, and through the 6th, 30 and 2, and Genesis 10, 15, uh, talks about, about, about it too. And uh, as you go on, uh, 
Let us not forget that Abraham, the father of the Hebrew race, father of the son, also Hagar. Now, Hagar it was African, his African servant. He was named Ishmael or Ishmael. We should understand that the worship of God was in Egypt before the time of Moses. Let us not forget there were three sons of Noah. There were also all were brothers and carried a lot of their father's tradition and belief with them. History tells us through records from the Egyptian hieroglyphics, the God of our Hebrew Laratidite Laradites forefather in Exodus 3 since they had yet adopted Yahweh or Jehovah in Egypt hieroglyphics it is in Hebrew or in Greek or in Latin who is in fact replaced El Shaddai Exodus 6 and 3 a tribal deity without any form of a holy sacred sacred scripture before one was introduced to Moses, named following the latter alleged education in the mystery system. This system provided his knowledge up to his walk on Mount Horeb. It taught Moses, and I want to want to say I want to just say this. God utilizes that mystery system. Moses was taught mathematics, engineering, astrology, all these things. He was taught in Pharaoh's, as Pharaoh's grandson, the art of war. And God trained him to lead his people, trained him to be a leader of a people that he would use to carry his word to all mankind. Amen. And and now we, we need to understand how that goes. Now, what color was the original Hebrews? This should be a major concern of all Bible readers as well as Bible scholars. As blacks and African men and women, we know of the racism and justice that we face on day-to-day basis. We're the same people who denied us our civil rights, the same people who held us in bondage and slavery, tell us the truth. Now, uh, Timothy wrote, he says, study to show ourselves the proof unto God that a workman need not be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth. This verse tells us that we Christians need to research the scriptures for ourselves. We know that Abraham is the father of the Hebrew race. The Bible teaches us that Abraham came from Haran. And I told you about that. And his wife, Sarah, was barren. She had no children. Terah took Abraham, his son, and left and went to Haran. Now, all of these are places that call the land of Nimrod, his son. Now, as he traveled, and they see, they tell us that Nimrod settled in what is known as a rock, you know, and I told y'all about him being a great hunter. They're talking about in the beginning of his kingdom of his Babel, which is Babylon, Erech, Akkad, and Kelneh, and the land of Shinar. About that land, 
went forth the Asia who built Nineveh and the city of Rehoboth and Cali. To understand the scriptures, one must first know the map of Asia Minor before even before Abraham's time. Now, how to identify black people in the Bible is easy. All you have to do is go back to Genesis, the 10th chapter, and look up the genealogy of Ham and look up the genealogy of Shem. Look up the genealogy of Cush, Metherim, Put, and Canaan, and you'll find out who are they. Go back and look up the Cushite, Jeffersite, Metherim, Put, Sodom, Amorites, Girgashites, Jeffersites, and you'll know just who they are. Let us continue to pay close attention to the crossbreeding of Hebrew, Hebrew, and Africans throughout the Bible. It is easy to understand that black, on black, or black with black, or dog plus dog, make dog. We have been told for many years that we are inferior. We are cursed, a lower form of a human being. This is not true. Hebrews were dark-complexioned people throughout the Bible. Hebrews and blacks married and interbreeded. Let us look again at Shur, the Canaanite father of Tamar, who was the daughter-in-law of Judah in Genesis 38 and 6 through 30. We should keep in mind in our study of the Bible that Jesus is a descendant of the tribe of Judah. The black Shua was the blood-linked ancestor to our Savior. His daughter was great-great-great-great-grandparent to Judah through Jacob, grandson, Perez. Tamar had twins for Judah. Zerah and Perez, and out of that come Jesus' lineage. Now, as we pay close attention, because all the way through the Bible, the children of Shem and the children of Ham intermarried. They didn't intermarry with Jephthah, which is Caucasian. It's all in your Bible. It's time that we... Read the Bible for what it exactly says. We have been mistreated just as the Hebrew of ancient times. Studying the Bible, we find crossbreeding between Hebrew and black went on in spite of all the law of Deuteronomy telling them not to take the people for to be their wives and not to, not to marry others. And it wasn't because of a change of color, but yet it was because of the different gods that they worship. They didn't want idol, idol worshiping to be into the Hebrew race. They wanted the, the just Jehovah, Yahweh, to be who they serve. That's the reason they had strict not to marry. Such restriction exists for religious reasons, not race. 
The Israelites were already a mixed people long before entering and departing Egypt. This is why some scholars in historians have written that Hebrew were African or have African origin. The Greek historian geographer Strobo states that during his lifetime, it was not unusual for a historian to think of Jews to be a black ancestry. Strobo went on to say that Jews living in the west in Western Judea were partly African, Egyptian, Roman Tacitus. He supports Strobo by saying Jews were Ethiopian. We're dealing with Alexander the Great now. Let us look back. Let, let us back up that above statement. Genesis thirty-eight one and eleven and Chronicles, First uh, Chronicles two and Second Chapter third. Let us go a step further to the history of Iraq. It is written in the world mark of nations under the past history that dates back before the time of Abraham in the land of Ur or Chaldea. Those who inhabited the country were very dark-skinned people. Habitation, shrine, implements, and pottery found on various sites can be dated as far back as five millennia, a thousand years. I told you earlier that the Sumerians were, were, they say they were the cover, they were, were the color, the color was that of chocolate. Some sites bear names that are familiar to the Bible, which consider the land between the two streams, the location of the garden, and Ur the Chaldees, the native land of the patriarch Abraham. Scientists, scientific exploration, archaeological research have amplified and confirmed the systematized the half-historical have legendary Bible reports, world mark of encyclopedia, records history in Mesopotamia begin with the Sumerians, who originally linguistic affinity have yet to be established with certainty. This tells us that Nimrod, the Hermetic, was the founder of the Sumerians, who are direct descendants of Ham, who we know was black. Furthermore, if Abraham came from Ur the Chaldees, he was black. To go even deeper into our research, let us travel, take us to the time of Joseph. I told you about Joseph's wife. I told you about him marrying Potiphar's, the priest's daughter, Asenta. I told you about that. I told you about he had the two children, Manasseh and Ephraim. And they were the grandfather of Joshua. So you know what color Joshua was. Now, when we when we look back at, at that, at even biblical standards and biblical why, we find out that all these things point to who we are. And the things that I, I, I've listed to you are things that are really, really true. And all we have to do is go back and do our research and study for ourselves, and that way we won't continue saying that this the Bible is it is a book of a, a white book. No, it's not. To understand the Bible, we must understand the history of the Hebrew, the Egyptian, and the Ethiopian. 
three black races played a great part throughout the Bible. Let us not stand idle and study history. H-I-S-S-T-O-R-Y. In America and in, in Europe, if you study history, even world history, you would think that the only civilization that really had anything going was the Europeans, the Greek, the Romans, the British, Portuguese, and even going further, going to a Gog or Magog, going to Russia. Now, I want you in Lithuania, now I want you to understand this very well. When and 5,000 years ago, when the pyramids were being made, built, 40 stories tall, I I noticed uh, in particular in 2019 and 18, 2000, in the 2000s, for some reason, and I know what the reason is, is they always deal with the racial thing. Uh, Theoretically, it said that people came from outer space and build a pyramids. Why? Because they knew that they were African, black, Arab, African king from the Sudan, black as tar, who built the pyramids. But if you're going to say these people are ignorant, you cannot give them credit for doing that. I submit to you today, Google how many pyramids are there in the Sudan. And you'll find out they have more pyramids in the Sudan that's in uh, in Egypt. But now, how could a person in Egypt or Africans build a forty-story structure pyramid? How did they know how to embalm? How could they do brain surgery? How could they build these ships to travel abroad before whites ever was able to do it? How could they take and be metallurgists? How could they have chariots? How could they be so much more sophisticated than everyone else? So when you watch television, you watch Ben Hur and you watch the rest, everybody is white. Or you might find and they got some black slaves. You might see nothing but white people following Moses as he turned and might have a few black slaves along with him. And it's so far from being the truth. If anything would have been a slave, it might have been a white slave coming along with him just to be, be tell the truth. It's important that we understand that the Bible must be understand the history of these group of people. In America and in Europe, the only history we ever know is the history that's being taught about Europeans. And when we here in America got our, our rights away from the Europeans, but we don't learn anything about where we came from. The Anglo-Saxon and their descendants, that's the history we know. One would think no other race had played a part in shaping America or shaping the world. In reading the Bible, one would believe that black skin had no part. This is far from a true fact. Anglos or white had very little part in shaping the Bible, very little. 
But when they came over, it was the same thing would happen during the Bible time that happened with America and other places. They came over and American killed and pillaged. The same thing they did when they came to the Holy Land. Even today, there are but a few Anglo-Saxon in Asia Minor today. We have white so-called Jews who were placed in Jerusalem in 1948 after World War II. Other than the six million or so whites who I say are not Jews, the remainder of the people are Asians. They are Asia Minor. They are blacks and Arabs. Let us see what Webster Dictionary has to say about Arabs. A member of the Arabic-speaking people, a citizen of the Arabic-speaking nation, a member of the Semitic people inhabited since ancient times the Arabian Peninsula and the desert fringes of Mesopotamia and Levant, spreading throughout Southwest and North Africa, Saudi Arabia, Yoma, Omar, Qatar, Kuwait, United Arab Emirates. We have noticed none of these races are Caucasian. None. Let us take a step back and study Ethiopian history. It will support my theory of Ethiopia being the first empire. To go even further, Abraham was a part of an ancient empire, Ethiopian empire. A book entitled Ethiopia, the Missing Link in American History. Support the theory, page 5 and chapter 5. The ancient empire of Ethiopia comes down to will. Passed from the ancient of days with the richest heritage in history. Ethiopia was considered by the Greeks to be the home of God and a retreat of the masses, a land of fertility filled with riverbeds of diamonds with mountains of gold, isles of the blessed, the land of the setting sun, where the giant Atlas was compelled by Olympia Jove to prop up the heavens upon his head and shoulders. The vast desert which lies south of the Atlantic, uh, excuse me, of Atlas, known as the Sahara, is called by the Moors and the Moors of black people, Moors, the Garden of Allah, where the chariots of the gods whose flaming wheels burn the soil into sand, scorch the children of Africa, crisp their hair, for which the word Ethiopia is termed sunburnt by God. The word Ethiopia was originally pronounced Ethiopia, sunburnt face. Now, George Smith, in the Chaldeans' account of creation, page 7, deciphered from the Babylonian text that there was an original race of man at the beginning of the Chaldean history, a dark race 
who were called Admara Adama, the people of Ada, uh, Atlantis. Now they go to Mr. Smith, Sacred Annal, page 49. He quotes the Hebrew commentator and said, Our rabbis assert that Adam, our father of blessed memory, composed a book of precept which was delivered by God in paradise. Ancient record now in possession of King Haile Selassie. That's Egypt. Haile Selassie, the black Ethiopian king that Iran was the 35th child of Adam. Josephus, the historian Josephus, who wrote Antiquity of the Jews, Flavius Josephus, page 48, uh, William Winston translates, says that there is an old tradition which says that Adam was the father of 33 sons and 23 daughters. The African language, we find that the African language is the oldest language in the world, and it is birth and growth before and beyond the flood. The language that we call Hebrew is nothing but a deviation of the African tongue. R.G. Latham, in his book, Man and His Migration, page uh, 156 to 157, on Ethiopia says, in the language of the Abyssinia, the G of the Tigris admits as long as they have been known to be somatic graduates through Amharic, the places of black Ethiopian Jews today, that they have 26,000 that's over in the Holy Land now, Haraji and Gophet and other language which may be well studied in Dr. BK's uh, valuable uh, comparative table into Agon tongue are uh, equivalently indigenous to Abyssinian and through this unto the true Negro class, but unequivocally as many to be somatic elements of Beecher, Coptic, or Gala. And uh, you know, the Gala is what a lot of people that did that was over here uh, came from Africa and who came and they were around Virginia and Carolina. They spoke Gala. Their infinity with the tongue of Western and Southern Africa or more or more so. The Bible teaches that those who who uh, became Jews in Egypt as 70 shepherds, Grouped in 12 patriarchal families, 400 years later, they left as 600,000 strong men and women, not counting the children. In 400 years of enslavement in the United States, it would be very hard to find a pure-blooded African. This transpired through the breeding, the cross-breeding of slaves and masters. This is why today we have some blacks who look white. You can call an African-American a rainbow from the lightest color 
of the spectrum to the darkest color of the spectrum. This happened to the Jews in Egypt. But they came in bondage in Egypt with black skin color and left even darker because of interbreeding with the Egyptians. This is nothing new. Dr. William Mosley, who wrote What Color Was Jesus? With many other scholars support the fact on page 7, Mr. Mosley writes, so if the original Hebrew were non-white stock, we may conclude that the original Israelite would consider more black at the time of the Exodus than present-day Israelite. Furthermore, historical record states that ancient Israelites, Egypt and Ethiopia were, were not only clothed geographically, but were also clothed socially, culturally, economically, and politically. Both sacred and secular writing describe the presence of Ethiopian people in Egypt and Israel from the Exodus to the birth of Jesus of Nazareth. I'm going to stop right here today, tonight with you guys. Uh, it's my prayer that I said something that opened your eyes, that dealing with the origin of, of black mankind coming from Africa to the Garden of, of, of Eden, to God creating man from the dust of the earth. I've never seen white dirt. I've never seen the pink dirt. And I showed to you the fact, and I gave you different books and about the care forms and, and different annals that was written in hieroglyphs that showed that blacks were the people who the Bible was written about. Now, I ask that God would bless us, and that I pray that this would encourage others, motivate others to, to, to do some research. Find out who you are. We left a place in and came to America not knowing who we are. We lost our language. We lost our culture. We lost everything, our history. All of that was taken away and brought into a, a European culture and learned a European history that has nothing to do with us. The only thing that the culture uh, in America, the European culture in America do, it belittle us as somebody inferior who was a slave and who that they hung, beat, and raped. And even to the day, some injustices still prevail by how they mistreat us. Even in this time, for some reason, and, and most of us know the reason, more blacks making up only a little more than 13 or 14% of America is dying of COVID-19. Why is it that way? Why I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Why is it 70% in the state of Louisiana? We make up 33%. But yet 70% of those dying from COVID-19 are African-American. Michigan, same thing. Other states, same thing that less population are blacks. More are dying. And, and, and let us let us understand if we only make up a small percentage of the United States, 
there are still more whites with high blood pressure than blacks because there are so many much more in population and numbers of out overpopulated us. They say it's because of, of poverty. There are more whites on welfare than blacks. Diabetes, there are more whites suffer with diabetes than blacks. Not, you know, uh, uh, per capita, yes, we are number, but as if you look over the whole country as a whole, they do suffer from it more than us. But why is it that we are the ones dying from it? You know, we need to really, really do some research, find out who we are, where we came from, and let no man belittle us. Because I stopped by today to tell you that you are special. God called you. God is want to use you. You are a blessed people. I was thinking about Deuteronomy 28 and 68, that it told us, said that the children of Israel would leave and go into bondage by ship and be sold. No one would buy them, but that we'll be sold afar off. I just finished reading about the Gullah language, and they had some slaves that came to an American show. They call them Gullah. And the Gullah people, most of them were called Ebos. And they say that the Ebos could be the tribe of Judah because as you look at the map of Africa in 1747, you'll see a place that says K.M. Judah. In other words, the kingdom of Judah. And we know that uh, at A.D. 70 that the children of, of Judah and Benjamin and other, other children of uh, Israel fled from the Roman conquest and into Africa. We're going to talk about the Igbos or the Igbos, and, and we're going to talk about the Limbos in, in future nights coming up. But I want us to pay close attention, and the very reason I go back, because I want to let you know everything originated in Africa, that you are prime. Why do you have dominant genes? Why are your genes dominant, not recessive? A recessive gene means that come from a mutation. We have albino children and come from two black parents. It's a recessive gene. Something is missing out. And then that person come out almost most just totally different. I'm not going to say a misfit, but looked so different. And that would happen to the world and changing uh, the people that left Africa. They went through a mutation. You get a chance, look up what the word a mutant or a mutation means. Uh, and you'll find out just what, and they'll tell you that whites went through a mutation when they left Africa. That's why they look. They're not smart. No smarter than you. Once one professor uh, wanted to say that that the Neanderthal people, they, their cranium, their skull was larger, meaning their brain was larger, which made them smarter. And on last week, I think I ended it by saying, man, I'll think an elephant, but yet his head is larger. Man can outthink a whale, but yet the whale's skull is small, larger. That does not mean because the skull is larger that that person have more knowledge. That has nothing that that called from the innate ability which would God give us. 
that which come from within, the abilities what God have given us. The Bible say he given us certain measures of faith and knowledge. Amen. Uh, Pastor Hyrod, I God thank bless you, you for supporting this program. I thank you for coming up with an idea that we need to inform our people how great we truly are and where we came from. And I pray that something I said, uh, something will, will incite someone to do some research, more of us to do the research and pass it on to our children and our grandchildren to let them know there are somebody, that that Bible that they pick up and read, that we've been reading for so many years, speaks volume of us and how great a people we are. Amen. 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 God bless you, Pastor. Powerful show tonight. Uh, thank you for coming on and bringing that information to us. Being brought to you tonight by the United Theological Seminary and Bible College. Powerful show, Pastor. Thank you for that, sir. Uh, thank you. Thank you. And thank each and everyone who uh, was listening in tonight. And um, just say God bless. I would just like to say if anyone have any questions, it's time for Q&A. Question and answer. If you have anything that you would like to ask a question about or something that you didn't understand what I was uh, talking about, I just have some other input you would like to give, and maybe we could share together on that. I truly believe that iron sharpens irons. If the line is open, Amen. God bless you, Pastor. Uh, the line is open. You'd like to uh, ask uh, Pastor some questions. Uh, Dr. Kemp is available for you right now. You're on the air with Dr. Kemp right here on YAT Radio. God bless. Good evening. No questions tonight. I hear y'all. In, I hear you out there. <laughs> All right, Pastor. Hey, man. No questions. <laughs> but they cooking. <laughs> yeah, someone may be cooking. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I uh, appreciate each and every one for tuning in. Uh, just always remember, the only uh, dumb question is one night action. Uh, so God bless you and keep you. Uh, it's time that we start learning more and more, and it's not to uh, offend any one uh, race uh, 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 anyway, but it's time that we learn something of the African-American race or the African race uh, and the true uh, get true knowledge of the Bible, not a European whitewash lie, like uh, the whole whitewash lie of America America was not founded by good civil people, but about some bigots who came and killed people and stole their land. That's the truth of, of America. So it's time that we start telling the truth and that uh, slavery, um, King James uh, had Pope Nicholas to write the referendum for slavery because it was very profitable. Um, it was very profitable, and the first slave ship was named Jesus. So uh, it's time that we, we learn something about it uh, and things like that. I'm a Christian man, and I believe in the Bible, and I know what the Bible teaches. There's so many things in the Bible to tell you who were the true people. But if Jesus is God in the flesh, 
and then Caucasian want to make God to be white, so they make Jesus to be white. And and there, there were no such thing as white folk over uh, indigenous to that area. So it, it's important for us to learn and things, you know, to see so sort of man thinking in his heart for 400 years, we've been thinking we're dumbest and uh, coming up next, uh, uh, next I was thinking about to, tonight was to teach on certain things about about the genes, the, the gene series that uh, make up our uh, genetic DNA, and uh, it talks about your intelligence and your uh, nearness to who is the closest race that could be a genius. And uh, well, next week I I, I get into that uh, part part or uh, discuss that with you guys, and uh, you'll be surprised what's been hidden from you. And just how 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 hard people are doing things to hide who you are, how smart you are, what level you are on, and that you are not the person. They are the people that have recessive genes. You're not, and it's not the low rate of anybody like they've done to. We've had that done to us. So again, I want to just again say thank you to each and everyone, and actual blessing upon. Uh, Pastor William for putting this show on because just as he said when we first came on, it's something that we really need to know who we are and who we are. We don't know. A lot of us are very successful, but you never really learn anything about yourself. You've been taught a whitewashed lie about biblical characters and things you've never seen on. I never saw so black. I grew up in the 50s and 60s and 70s, and I never saw a, a black angel. All that, so I thought that if the black was uh, in heaven, they must have been uh, hiding out back or somewhere serving someone, like Ali said, because you never saw them. So um, it's a lot of things. It's time we learn. Amen. God bless you, and thank you for tuning in. We uh, always have a little something that uh, Pastor William always have, and I want you guys to pray for Pastor William because he put all these ministries together. He spearheaded these ministries, and just pray that God continue to strengthen him, give him the strength, of fortitude, knowledge to keep these ministries going. Amen. 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 God bless you, Pastor. <clears throat> Thank you for that very much. Um, just want to inform everybody, don't forget tomorrow night, 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on YAT Radio. It's the P31 Ladies. The ladies, come on and have a conversation. So come on in and support our ladies, have a conversation with them. Don't be scared to talk to the ladies, fellas. Come on and talk to them, too. Uh, uh, they want to hear from you as well. Don't forget tomorrow evening, 7.30 Central Standard Time. And uh, be sure that you drink plenty of water. Watch out for the weather. Take care of yourself out there. Uh, Stay hydrated. Exercise. Eat your fruits and vegetables. Uh, Let's make sure that you stay healthy uh, physically, mentally, and most importantly, spiritually. Stay in the word of God. Pray without ceasing. And stay before God in your meditation. All right? God bless you. We love you. Nothing you could do about it over here. We're going to always break chains. All right, Pastor. Back to you, sir. Amen. Uh, well, again, I appreciate each and every one for tuning in tonight. 
Now, we're going to go and pray as we should always do. The Bible says man should always pray and that we should pray without ceasing. Merciful Father, we come in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we come asking, Lord, that you would have mercy upon us, Lord, that you would forgive us if we're sinned by omission or commission. Now, Lord, I ask in the name of Jesus that you would look over us, Lord, and that you would look over what's going through now, Hurricane Ida, Ida passed through, Lord, and it was devastation in the southern states, and it took its devastation all the way up the east coast, all the way past New York, Connecticut, and so many more people died around New Jersey than died in the south. Now, Lord, I ask that you bless those families who lost loved ones, Lord, and strengthen us as we go through right here. There are people still here with no power. And I'm talking about in the thousands. And, Lord, I, I ask that you would stand by them, Lord. It's so hot in the south, it's hard to say that a person could go without air and make it. So many people have been dying of heat exhaustion and being overheated. Lord, we ask that you would comfort them, Lord. And, Lord, we ask that you would be with those uh, responders who are trying to bring uh, the electric back on grid and, and help them, Lord, and help those who flood it out in the northern, northeast coast where the floodwaters have ravaged so many people. And like Grand Isle, Louisiana, just like it's gone, almost wiped it off the map, different places, and Homer, Louisiana, different places, Lafourche and Terrebonne and Jefferson Parish and New Orleans still, so many people without lights and other things that's going on, Lord. But we know, Lord, that you could do a God that could do anything but fail. Now, Lord, bless those families. Bless those as we go through this this hurricane season and we still have this dilemma, this pandemic called COVID-19, the Delta variant. Now there's coming another variant that's coming about uh, called a South African strain. Lord, I pray that they will come up with a third vaccination. And, Lord, they say this could be preventable. Just all we have to do is vaccinate. Lord, give us the wisdom and knowledge that we could do something like we did with the uh, Spanish flu. Wait, 21 or 28 million people died. Give us that knowledge that we could put a a stop to this because we know, Lord, that you're right there with us. And, Lord, we ask for those who are suffering, those who have died and lost loved ones, those who are dying on the streets of this United States of America from gun violence. Now, Lord, I ask that you would strengthen us, lead us, Lord, a special blessing upon breaking chains, Lord. Let it continue to be a beacon and light out to the community. And let us continue to let everyone know, every man, woman, boy, and girl know that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God eternal life. And, Lord, let them always know, Lord, that I love everybody, black, white, rich, or poor, and there's never nothing they could do about it. I ask all these blessings in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen, amen, and God bless you. Amen, amen. God bless you, Pastor. We love you, sir. Everyone have a good night. We'll see you tomorrow. Be blessed. Peace. People, I love you. We're family. 
Thanks for turning us on this evening. Just know we are here to assist you in recovering your light from back from the darkness. Speak the truth with Young Adults Talk Live, a ministry for the people of God. So let's join together and recover what's ours. God bless you from the Young Adults Talk family.